You're listening to The B-Side, a podcast of Blessed Hope Community Church. Hey, this is Malia, your host as usual, and today we got the band back together. We've got everybody here. I didn't realize yeah. we broke up. I didn't realize we were a band. This is our well, so so both of you were confused. You didn't know we were a band. Yeah. You didn't know we broke up. Man, man. We're on re- our feel, reunion tour. I feel like it's been a long time since oh, the four gosh. of us have podcasted together. So the band is back together again. You know, and I think the next time we all podcast together, I'm going to sit there. Why? Just because I we're always in these exact same spots. I know. Mess with it a little Uh, bit. No, no, no. Mm -mm. All right. When I come into your office for a meeting and someone's sitting in this chair, it throws Mm -hmm. me off because this is the seat I always sit in. (laughs) Yep. I'm going to turn the table the other direction and see what happens. (laughs) It's just like Man, everybody I has know. their own chairs inside of the sanctuary they sit on on Sunday, and it throws you off when they don't sit in the same spot. Hmm. All right. Yep. yep. So, guys, I mean, I'm looking around, and everyone looks mildly into it. Maybe not David. I know. She's, like, staring right at me. <laughs> <laughs> just leave me alone. I'm trying to take a nap. <laughs> uh, so, you <laughs> preached this past Sunday. Your show on man. spiritual gifts, mm-hmm. and so that is what we're going to spend our time doing today is diving a little deeper into chapter 12 of First Corinthians. All right, so I kind of always wonder when you guys preach, which actually I, I shouldn't wonder this, I probably kind of know there's usually things that you guys can't go into as much as you'd like to just for time reasons and I know just kind of tracking with Matt sometimes with when he's doing his sermon prep trying to decide which direction to go with things um so I know there there are things in this chapter that you want to get into um a little bit more that you didn't have the opportunity to on Sunday right yeah yeah sure sure why not Let's do it. He went. Wow. From, he he went, went from yeah to sure. Let's do it. Sure. Sure. Let's do it. To why okay. not? Let's this talk. is this is life with David. It is. <laughs> wow. I didn't realize I had to be prepared with stuff. I figured I'd just come and you guys talk, and I just bring a little bit here and there. I mean, oh no! You're running the show today. <laughs> okay. Ah. Uh, so what you got for us? Spiritual gifts, uh, they're they're fun to talk about because here's the thing: I, no matter who you talk to, I think there's always going to be some level of confusion with spiritual gifts, and I think the reason that is is because they're not of us or from us, and I think we just need to accept that to a certain extent. And this idea of um, there's just that uh, frustration of of like. I want to be able to know exactly what they are and I want to know exactly, you know, and again, Paul's clear. They're not, you know, they come from God. They're gifts from God. And because of that, you know, we can understand what God allows us to. But at the same time, there's always going to be that part of us is like, what exactly are they? And I think I talked a little bit about it on Sunday, you know, just to articulate a bit more is the difference between talents and gifts. Um, because I think that's where some of the confusion lies sometimes. Even for myself, I scratch my head sometimes because you just want to look at things and say, 
you know, I'm, I'm gifted or I'm talented in this area. I have this ability. So obviously it's a spiritual gift, but where it gets difficult is, you know, when you kind of look at it, here's the thing. Everybody has talents, non-Christians, Christians have talents. The Bible is very clear. Spiritual gifts are only for believers. So, so when we really stop talking, you know, we really look at it and start talking about it. That's where sometimes it can get confusing because we can look at things and say, well, talent, gift, they kind of go hand in hand, but the Bible's clear. Only Christians have spiritual gifts. Um, so non-Christian, you know, Christians can have talents, non-Christians have talents. So we have to be careful when we start branding talents as obviously that's a spiritual mm-hmm. gift because I'm, yeah. I'm talented in this. That was my biggest question on Sunday, which then I kind of cornered you later. You about did, it, and I was tired. And um, I was like, at our discipleship class, um, but what I guess was, what I, was the big question? I was confused because during his sermon, he made it sound like um, things that we're good at, like our talents, like aren't our spiritual gifts. But then he used Rob's gift of playing the guitar as an example of his mm-hmm. gifts. <laughs> I was so confused. So, in thinking about that after you asked and. If I didn't articulate it correctly, one of the things, I guess what I was trying to get across with the example was not necessarily calling that a spirit versus a, an attitude of envy. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Sure. You know, so I probably didn't a good, do a good job articulating that. But that, I th- thinking back on it, that was kind of more my thought process is not to automatically say that, of course, was a spiritual gift, but to say that was the problem in the church was looking sure. at other people saying, I want to do what they do. I want what they have. I want to be, you know, because again, mm-hmm. that is the root of what makes something not a spiritual gift. As soon as it becomes about me, it sure. isn't even close to being a spiritual gift. But mm-hmm. can something like Rob being able to shred a guitar, mm-hmm. <laughs> but can that be a spiritual gift or it absolutely can't? So this is where it gets interesting. Because See, I guess, yeah. do, but you know so, what you're doing so is the, exactly yeah. what he said. People want to do right. right. We want the answer. Well, well, here's because this is what I've always kind of thought in my head with spiritual gifts is like God's created and wired us each a certain way. Like I have my like neuroses of like weird quirks and things. He wires us a certain way, and maybe before we're Christians, they just are what they are. But then when we are converted. He kind of, God kind of picks them up and like, I don't know, like re-magnifies them and repurposes them uh, to be used for his glory. You know? See, I think... Is that wrong? No. But, but is that the same as a spiritual gift? Yeah, I don't know. That's See, what I'm asking. I, I think yeah. what you're saying is absolutely true and absolutely right. Like, God does. He took your type A mm-hmm. and he is using it for the glory of God, which, you know... <laughs> good on Amen. you right like like um all the rest of us not quite i'm making that, way. that list for this for the glory of god <laughs> that's today. right that's right check it off um but uh, but but that is true right repurposes that for mm-hmm. for his intention and his work like those those works he designed for us long ago that ephesians 2 10 stuff but i don't know that that has to be the same okay. as understanding a spiritual gift okay the other thing i think and this again i'm not trying to say this is clear Understanding The other thing I think we fall into the idea of spiritual gifts is we go back to taking the spiritual gift assessments or tests, right? Right. Like, that's my gift. But here's the thing. Who says that just because God gives us one gift today, it's going to be the same gift he gives right. me tomorrow? Ooh, yeah. See, we fall into this temptation of like, well, he's wired me. This is my gift. But that's kind of the point. A gift is received, meaning God could decide tomorrow that, you know, I needed you for this moment. So I gave mm-hmm. you this gift to do this in this moment at this time. 
Right. Yeah. And the spiritual gift is going to be different tomorrow. So here's where I would kind of, because again, the other problem with spiritual gifts is we fall into the very miraculous ones, right? That's, we kind of start falling into the healings and the speaking in tongues and stuff like that. Because they're not just limited to what's listed here, correct? Well, that's another discussion, okay. right? It, not another discussion in this, but that's another question is yeah. because then there's there, there's those that say only what's listed in the Bible in, okay. the, in the three different places sure. where Paul brings them up. He lists the spiritual gifts. Others would say Paul wasn't trying to give an exhaustive list. He was mm-hmm. just giving a snapshot to kind of show. So again, it kind of, what camp do you fall under, you know? And then I, I know people that would this make anything good. a spiritual gift, you know, like, like they'll, you know, I remember one time a person came to me and said, and I'm not trying to say this is wrong i just remember it caught me off guard but there's like my spiritual gift is laughter and i just kind of sat there like huh like it just threw me off done what like you know you never so did their laughter have like spiritual properties well that's what i'm saying like this idea of like because of my life like like he was speaking in tongues god has given me the ability to to laugh and and bring joy and i'm just Mm -hmm. so i'm gonna be i'll give you my personal take on that i was like well, I don't think we need to brand everything as spiritual gift. Right. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Right. Um, might might be, be more careful. of the way God's mm-hmm. wired me internally is yeah. to find joy in things, right. and yeah. I'm good at that. Yeah. But. Mm-hmm. So, but, it, you know, as an example, of we, we focus on the big miraculous stuff. That's what Paul's addressing. He's like, stop paying so much attention to these things that you can see. So I'll give you an example of, like, spiritual gift. I know that I am not wired. Um, and it's really interesting. I've been doing personality stuff with an organization recently to kind of, you know, uh, and we were going through actually my type today and we've talked about this even with stuff that we've done, but it's like, I'm the like, not emotional, not, you know, calculated, like no. I'm, I'm very distant and I can be seen as <laughs> cold and disengaged, like, cause that's my personality. So I know God hasn't wired me with the ability to be, um, emotional in moments where maybe somebody is struggling some people have that natural wire, right? You're struggling. They can come and be like embrace people and be very like, I'm supportive and all that. <laughs> so, and that's, a, sure. you know, mm-hmm. that to me, that's more of a God wires people certain ways. He did not wire me that way, mm-hmm. but I've had instances in my life where I'm in a moment where someone is struggling and God allows my personality to be kind of sidestepped yeah. and for me to step into something that's not me, I would maybe chalk that more up as like those behind the scene moments of like, God says, you know what, David, right now, I'm going to just pour myself, my Mm -hmm. spirit into you to be able to do what I need you to do in this moment that is not natural to you. It's not, Mm -hmm. you can't walk away from that going like, man, I'm so good at that. Like you you literally gonna be like, that is not me. That was not me. Cause that's, I don't want to do that. There's not a part of me that feels comfortable in that, but you allowed me to do it. Mm, That's interesting. You know? So I think if we all looked at our lives, we would have moments where we'd say, you know, God put me in a situation where everything that I had to do in that moment was not necessarily mm-hmm. like, I would love to run and just embrace that because it's, but I was able to, like God empowered me mm-hmm. to do it. That's a spiritual gift in my opinion. And again, I think we need to let go of maybe the idea of once I get it, I'm always going to have it. That's why it's called a empowerment. God spirit empowered me in that moment to do the work he needed me to do. So maybe it's not a, this is my gift my entire life. It's, this is more my gift in this moment when God needs to use me in this way. So very interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I think whether we call them spiritual gifts or not, right. I think we all would agree. There are those times where, we know that wasn't us, right? Mm-hmm. Where we would chalk it up to the Holy Spirit just did a thing. 
Um, so it's an interesting, you know, way to look at it that, that God gifted me with an ability in that moment that I would not have possessed for his glory and the edification of the church. And whether I have it tomorrow, like mm-hmm. that, that's up to him. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's a good way to look at it. And, and I also would say, based on what you just said, it made me have this thought. We need to also see spiritual gifts as the edification of the church, meaning sometimes we can fall into the trap that that has to mean my gift is going to be used to edify the entirety of the church. I think majority of our gifts are edifying the church because it's edifying an individual in the church. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Right? We fall right. into this like yeah. it has to be this gift that yeah. is going to impact everybody. Nobody mm-hmm. says corporate yeah. church, right? I mean, we talk the church is the people. Mm-hmm. So that's that's a good point. And I, I think mm-hmm. Paul will get to that in chapter 14 as people are trying to use their gifts in the corporate setting. And part of what he's saying with order and worship is like, no, 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 no. They're not all designed for that. And it leads to chaos in worship. And so mm-hmm. you need to look at the church differently. That's a great point. Yeah. Like it's, it's when I have a moment with you, if I'm able to be helpful and pour into you and, and, you know, help you, mm-hmm. that's me edifying the church. Uh, yeah. even though mm-hmm. you're just one guy, but you make up part of the church mm-hmm. makes sense. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, my thinking with it is simply this. When, if you look at what Paul's saying here in, in chapter 12 is we get hung up on, and they're good questions, but I think we get hung up on the questions of what are gifts, what are my gifts. All, we want those answers. Ultimately, what Paul's addressing is not the specifics of gifts as much as he's addressing the attitude towards gifts. Yeah. And the most important thing is this. I think gifts are truly spiritual gifts when whatever happens in that moment that we use whatever God gives us, we walk away from that saying that was God, mm-hmm. not me. If, if you can walk away from it and be like, you know, that, that was, you know, I'm just good at doing right. that. Obviously we have mm-hmm. to ask the question like, well then would that be a spiritual gift versus a God given talent? Again, they're both from God. Mm-hmm. God's getting glory in both. Right. But a gift is we've received empowerment from the Holy spirit so, you know, so kind of the example I gave even during my sermon and Sean and I were talking about this even before we came up here is like, I can, you know, walk around saying my, like my ability to sing is, you know, that's, that's my spiritual gift. Well, it's, I, I don't chalk it up as that because I could use that same talent in a very non-Christian way. Sure. Mm-hmm. I can get up on Sunday morning and sing and be doing it the whole time, glorifying myself. Nobody else might know that, but my attitude, if it's, if my attitude is that it's giving me glory it's Mm -hmm. not a spiritual gift because paul's clear spiritual gift brings glory only to god Mm -hmm. and it's never for ourselves it's it's for the service of others so anytime i fall into a temptation of it's about me and it's about what i get out of it then it's not a spiritual gift because god's not gonna that's why he's giving it glorify me and to serve others so it's Mm -hmm. almost as if you're saying because i kind of got this from just the read through is that Paul was almost saying that the spirit is the gift. I mean, I don't know. That's just, yeah, yes, of course the spirit is a gift, but, but what's happening is the spirit is manifesting. David made this point, right? You have, you have the thing about like, we have spiritual fruit, fruits of the spirit, right? Is, is this, I'm now new. And then the manifestation of that is Mm -hmm. the Holy spirit in me now Mm -hmm. showing itself as real himself as real and so yes yeah the holy spirit is but he'll i think manifest differently for each of us which is where we get this competition that's happening in corinth with hey i like your Mm -hmm. spiritual gift better than mine and i like the way 
you know, God's put you in and you get some of that. So it's not the same for everybody and it shouldn't be, mm-hmm. uh, I think is, is a lot of the point Paul makes, but, but David, your question about talent or your, your point about talents, I think, I think that's so true, right? We, you kind of get the flavor of when, when Paul's writing about this, that God is giving something beyond that, like something that you could, like you said, I, maybe it's just my talent that I'm wired this way. And so I can step into this and yet God will use it for good and redeem it and make it awesome. But a spiritual gift seems to be something that the Holy Spirit is specifically giving that you couldn't possibly on your own, mm-hmm. right? Like the gift of mm-hmm. prophecy or the gift of wisdom. That's something you and yourself, you you just wouldn't have that the Holy Spirit is giving you the opportunity. Yeah. Not like, well, I'm typically a studious, smart guy. So now when I study the Bible, I have the gift of, of wisdom. No, that's not what that means. Mm-mm. Um, well, no, I think that the wisdom one's a great example. Again, maybe if you're listening and even us around the table, maybe you had a moment where you're talking to somebody and you say like something comes to your mm-hmm. mind and you say it or even you sat there going like, where'd that come from? <laughs> like that wasn't me. You know, the, to me, that's a that's spiritual gift, gift of wisdom. Yeah. That's a that's a moment. Uh, right. Discernment, you know, like those moments mm-hmm. of just like, I don't know why I know this. I, I this is mm-hmm. clear as day to me. You know, those are, you have to, you walk away from those like, that's not me. Yeah. Do you feel like that's, your preaching falls under the, that category then? I don't believe so. No. no. I no. believe that the gift of prophecy or wisdom mm-hmm. um, is a gift where God will give us something to be shared for a specific situation. I think that's different than taking what God has already shared mm-hmm. and preparing it, massaging yeah. it, praying over it and figuring a, out a way to give it. Um, in in intelligible bite sized chunks, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I think that is a uh, it, it, that I think going back to David's thought about talents, I think preaching is more of a I am talented at disseminating and delivering information. Sure, I'm talented at study, and I'm talented at orating, and I think God has redeemed those in the ability to preach. Um, I mean, we could argue about whether I'm really talented at those, but I, but, but I think so. But but God is God is redeeming those in the ability to preach. But I don't know that preaching is a spiritual gift. I, no, David might disagree I with that. Say, I don't know. No, no, I wouldn't say preaching is because of everything you just said. You can take a person that's a great public speaker and do right. an awesome sermon, and they can turn around and use those same talents to do a sales pitch. Right. You know what I'm saying? I'm not trying to compare the yeah. two, but you yeah. use those same talents yeah. to do yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I... I would add spiritual gifts can manifest themselves in the middle of preaching. Oh, sure. sure. So you can have those moments where God's like, yeah, you have this great idea of what you're going to say, but I'm going to tell you to say this. I feel like you've said that before. I've had those. Yeah. yeah, I I, I was going to say those moments. You're right. Those are clear and evident and they Mm -hmm. happen uh, where you're like, that is Mm -hmm. not my, that was not my intention. That was not my, that was all God. Mm -hmm. And and that was him superseding the moment. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, So, yeah. Well, I would just add that I think with the preaching example, though, spiritual gifts are those moments where we're in the position of being used by God. And I just feel like it's when the spirit steps in and says, like, step back yeah. and I got mm-hmm. this. Right. Like, I'm going to use you to do it, but step back. Right. Like, mm-hmm. I'm going to do this. If, if you think about it, it's kind of what we have in front of us with scripture, right? We have Paul's own voice writing first Corinthians, his own voice, his own intention that God through the power of the Holy Spirit has just superseded and inspired his own active, living, breathing, sharper than a two-edged sword word that we then have in front of us. And so, you know, that's kind of that 
same process that happens when, when we're being used by God and the Holy Spirit just says, nope, mm-mm, I got a thing I want from you. And I'm not saying I'm right in this, but this is the way I feel in the sense of I think one of the reasons we see this desire to mold talents and gifts into the same thing is because whether we realize it or not, it makes us more comfortable because it gives us a little bit more control. Sure. Well, right. Because spiritual gifts are like, that's not me. Right. right? Like I'm not in control of this, but if I can make my talent out to be a gift and I don't have to stretch Mm. myself, right? Because it's already what I'm already good at or wired for. I don't have to try Mm. to, I don't have to be open to anything different. Like you Mm. could just step it. Like if it was singing for you, you're like, Oh great. Now I'm going to stop singing at a club and then I'm going to start singing for God. Well, that wasn't very easy transition that really took very little effort. By the way, I've never sang in a club. Just so well. everybody knows. <laughs> just, just set, put it out there. All right. I just, I, I pictured you in a jazzy, smoky I'm just, club, you know. You know? Um, I didn't so, really. In your flannel. So this is. So <laughs> in his flannel. <laughs> Drinking um, his coffee. Yeah. The only time his I've worn a flannel recently is when I was dressed up like Matt. Pattern shirts. <laughs> all right. Um, so. But Paul's saying that we all are given, that we all have spiritual gifts, right? Yeah. So now I'm confused more than ever. So <laughs> what's I'm confusing you? I'm just confused because that I, I don't know how to use mine then, <laughs> or well, what see, they but, are. But see, that's know? that's the question I would then say though. If we're it supposed is to use them, but is that I don't that's know. and that's where I would say I'm not. Again, this is where we should always wrestle with this and ask mm-hmm. the question. But again, if we ask this. Is it necessary for us to have to discover what our spiritual gift is versus positioning ourselves before God to say, I'm the vessel, the tool, sure. choose however you mm-hmm. need to use me. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I think that's where when Paul says everyone has spiritual gifts, instead of maybe making a stop and say, oh, man, I got to find out what that gift is. Mm-hmm. Instead, that should be encouraging to say, as a Christian with the Holy Spirit indwelling you, mm-hmm. you are positioned to be empowered at any moment, at any time mm-hmm. when God chooses to use you for whatever purpose he has. So you all have spiritual gifts. I guess that's the question. And again, I'm not trying to say yeah. that's clearly what Paul's saying, but I'm, I'm, right. is it more important for us to try to determine the gift right. versus celebrating the ability to be used sure. however God mm-hmm. determines and being willing to be in those positions? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like basically the your servant is ready for whatever you mm-hmm. want, God, attitude versus... That's, I think that's what for Paul's addressing. Glory, for his glory. For his glory. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what Paul's addressing here because Paul's saying, guys, you're missing how God can use you because you're spending all of your time desiring what everybody else has. Right. Like you're missing mm-hmm. your place because you're more worried about, I want to be able to prophesy like them or I want to be able to do mm-hmm. this miraculous healing. And I think that's what Paul's addressing here. He's like, you're missing who you can be because you're spending all your time chasing after how God's using them. That's how I see what Paul's addressing here. But again, he's going to talk about gifts for like the next two chapters. So it's not. Like yeah, we're going to get is, in. <laughs> we're going to get into more of the gifts. But but I think Malia, to your point of, you know, gosh, am I using my spiritual gift then? So I feel so much more confused than when I we know. walked into this room. Yeah. <laughs> How about I you, Sean? David downstairs too, and I was like, huh. So <laughs> it, is that because so that's you, all you, but, that's all you want to hear yeah. as a pastor, huh. right? Like, so I mean, I get what you're going for. I, I totally get yeah, it, but I now understand. my mind is a little blown, so, and so I'm kind of reeling a let little. Let me ask. Yeah. Let me ask you a clarifying <laughs> like, question. I'm not the only one. No. I'm okay. Thank you. Are, are you yeah. confused? Are you confused because you're not tracking? David's position. No, that makes sense. No, I'm totally tracking him. Or are you confused because you're like, well, then I don't know if I'm doing it right. 
Yes. Okay, so then let's no, address no. that, right? Because that's yeah. that's not necessarily not right. I don't necessarily, think but I like think. I want to like if we if Paul says we all have them and we're supposed to be using them for the common good mm-hmm. of good. the body, then so how do I know if I you? am and good. Okay. So so here's 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 the I think a litmus mm-hmm. test. Sure. Right? Um are you in your heart, and I know the heart is wicked and stupid and all that good stuff that Jeremiah says, right? And who can know it? But but we also we also have this, the Holy Spirit inside of us. Are you saying yes to the Holy Spirit? I don't know. I'd like to think I am. <laughs> okay. Do you think do you think it's one of my prayers? <laughs> do you think that you're saying no to the Holy Spirit? When when the Holy Spirit is prompting you in something, do you find yourself Um I mean occasionally. <laughs> sure. Mm-hmm. Because sure. I mean, like you said, we, yeah. it's not always convenient. Right. So 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 that's I think that's the question, right? I mean, if, mm-hmm. if we can say, look, when the Holy Spirit prompts me, I go that direction. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right? Then I don't think we ever have to be worried, like, oh, are we walking in the things that God wants okay. us to walk in? Right. I think it, it's hard because I want to like label it and name it and well, that's because you know what I mean. Type A. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Be if like, we're yeah. gonna label it, if we're yeah. gonna name it and label it, then. That's why. with my label maker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <There> you <go. laughs> I think, I, you know, I, I think part of the problem too is is it goes back to the thing color coded. <laughs> nice. I feel like you're trying to make a point, and she's like she's organizing it. She's organizing like how it's gonna um, look. She's like, get you some bullet points in a minute. Right? What's like, that? That's my spiritual gift binder. Like, <laughs> my spiritual. But but I think we want to know what are all of these gifts, yeah. and so we want to know what are all of them, so we can thumb through and say, well, oh, well, that's the I one I have. When you look at the things that he lists, I don't feel like. Like I fit in there, you know, sometimes. Yeah. And so I don't know. See, that's and just... that's where I'd say is like Paul isn't, I, I don't think, and you, you address this, David, right? But I don't think Paul is giving a complete and accurate list of these are the spiritual gifts and you will have one of them because mm-hmm. God wants to use you in one of these very specific ways, right? Because he does this three three different times, right? What the list? list of yeah, spiritual uh, gifts. ones in Romans, uh, this one, and then Ephesians. Right, and so if if he had, if Paul had access to a complete list, right, it makes sense that he would give the complete list everywhere he is is giving this. I think each one's different. So. Yeah, he's addressing the things that they're wrestling with there, and so I I don't I wouldn't look at this and say, well, I man, I'm I'm not distinguishing between spirits or speaking in tongues or interpreting the speaking of tongues. So I'm not sure I'm using a spiritual gift because I think there's, there's a lot of mm-hmm. spiritual gifts. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's this, a, a spiritual gift of, of nurture and counsel and guidance and empathy. And well, what um, does he mean by administrating <laughs> and helping? Well, what do you think he means? I don't by know. That? That's why I asked the question, <laughs> Matt. <laughs> yeah, well, Matt. <laughs> I would think if anybody around the table was going to say, "I know what the spiritual gift of administering <laughs> is," that it would have been you. Uh, She's like, "Yes." I don't know if this relates or clarifies some of this. Also, I think we also have to understand that majority of our lives are not. We're not going to be living out our spiritual gifts consistently mm-hmm. and constantly. Sure. Yeah. But well, because as we're sanctified, I would imagine. Like what you were saying before, how he may change, they may change. Mm-hmm. But but not so, even just that. I, I think in, in, in our lives, the majority of our time, we're serving God in our talents and our abilities. 
gifts i feel are those moments so take them some of the more miraculous ones right like so let's say a person if they said you know in the bible like well i have the gift of healing that doesn't mean they went around all day just like healed healed True. healed right. healed it was i got a killer headache you could do that well, right you my know, way. maybe i just haven't tapped into that yet kapow <laughs> hey. matt Ka- headache go away if you're gonna do it right, you gotta smack him in the forehead. <laughs> she, I was like, "How you feeling?" I just want to clarify: she doesn't have that gift because it's still here. Um, <laughs> Darn it! So that's what I'm trying to say. Like sometimes we can get like, "What's my gift?" Because I want to live in that gift mm-hmm. all the time. But gifts yeah. are not meant to be the consistent thing. Okay. They're the things in the moments where God needs us to to do them. Not that's what I'm saying. I think mm-hmm. 95% of the time we're gonna live in our talent. We're gonna live in our God-given abilities. The way and those He's aren't wired bad. us. Right. Oh right. no! Yeah. Yeah. That's they, what I'm saying. He redeems those and He mm-hmm. uses yep. the gifts are. God's like I have to step in here and empower you with mm-hmm. my spirit to do what needs to be done in this moment yeah. that you can't do unless I gift you to do it. That is I like a, that. That's an awesome yeah. point. So so that's where I we just need never to thought stop, of it that you know. way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Would it be helpful yeah. if we kind of identify you asked about administration would it be helpful I know I don't know how much time we have but if we talk about what some of these yeah, are that time. are in chapter 12. Yes, please. Sure. Because I, I think that's, you know, maybe people that were listening were like, okay, David, I get what you're saying, but tell me what it means. Right? What does it yeah. mean to speak in tongues? Yeah. And what does it mean? Uh, I'd like to think that my confusion represents a large population of confusion. Like, I feel like Sean and I are kind mm-hmm. of more like the ordinary, everyday people. <laughs> so, well, so here's the thing. Who are we? I, 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 I'm going to tell you right now. There's many times I'm confused. I just have the natural ability to fake it. That is a talent. <laughs> that's a talent. That's like, a God-given talent. Like, let me. That's what I'm saying. Natural ability. Like I could. Like, I'm sure, I know what I'm talking about. You know. <laughs> that's well done. Just so, saying. well then, let's let's play that game, David. Uh, okay. So, to each one. Uh, 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 to each one, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. To one, there is given through the Spirit a message of wisdom. What would you say the spiritual gift of wisdom is? So, uh, oh, man. <laughs> Fake it till you make it. That's what I'm trying to say. Like, what can I say that makes me think I know what I'm talking about? Um, <laughs> at, this, at this moment, God is not giving me the spiritual gift of wisdom. Um, ultimately it comes down to this is, is the way I see wisdom is wisdom is not knowledge. It's not facts. It's, it's the wisdom is when you just have that clarity uh, from God of what is the right thing in the right moment, the right way. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's just wisdom. I mean, where, you know, it's like, you're not basing it off of, well, I've lived this. I know this. It's, it's, that's where, is it James talks about? There's a wisdom yes. from earthly wisdom, but there's a, mm-hmm. there's a heavenly wisdom. And we ask for it. Yeah. There's a wisdom that comes not from anything, you know, there's wisdom that comes from experiences, but this isn't that. This is the wisdom that is just that clarity of this is what's right in this moment at this time. So I think when Matt was talking about like spiritual gift of counsel, I think that's where I would call that the spiritual gift of wisdom. It's those people in those moments when you're struggling or you're like, I need direction or I don't understand this. And that's, you have the, God gives you the ability to maybe speak into somebody's life and, and to speak something that just makes it kind of that moment of enlightenment of like, Oh my goodness, that's what I needed in that moment. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that that's a, that's a really good way to frame it. Like I think about me and you've probably, we've all had these experiences, but when I was looking at churches to go to, when we had applied for churches and there were some that we said no to, and obviously we said yes to blessed hope. Um, we prayed for wisdom, Mm -hmm. right? And, and it wasn't more facts. We had the facts, 
right? But it was God, both of these are about you. Both of these are to honor you. Both of these, but your wisdom will tell us where to go. Mm-hmm. And we had other people pray for wisdom and ultimately, <clears throat> you know, made a decision that way. And that, that, that was separate from knowing more. Mm-hmm. It was just something that God gives. I think that's, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. a great example. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. Well, what about then? What is knowledge? Why are you coming at me? I thought we were going back and forth here. Oh, I'm sorry. Shauna. No, I mean, I was looking down the list. Say? No, I, I am just watching this. I'm confused too. <laughs> this is all you, we're just the ordinary folk yes. on the side I'm, of the I'm table. Not I mean, teach us. Thing. Yeah. Teach us. Hold on. I got to say yeah. this real fast. Pastor us. I got to say this real fast. You made it out like we were going to go back and forth. So I, I was looking through the list to be like, what's my Which, next one? What, what, yeah. like, oh, I don't have that sentence, but I got, okay, that's. I, that is true. Oh, my that's how I thought it was going to be true. We're just watching. My intention was to ask you all of this. Well, but right, I want to hear your right, wisdom. All right. I want to hear your You share. Wisdom or knowledge? No, knowledge. Knowledge. All right. Fair enough. Um, <laughs> all day, every day. <laughs> I, I think the, this... <laughs> the, the spiritual gift of knowledge is, and it's more than just knowing facts, but, but I think it's knowing things that you otherwise wouldn't know. I think a lot of this comes down to... Um, even doctrinal issues, right? Like, like, how do we know things that we can't tangibly touch and see? Um, what's the, the, the knowledge uh, that God wants to give us? And I think there are times that God gives us truth uh, that we have no business knowing. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Things that just are beyond our ability to understand without the Holy Spirit showing us or beyond the scope of what we've learned. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, again, wisdom is kind of God saying, hey, in, in a scenario where you could do any number of things, this is the direction I want you to go. This is wise. Um, I think knowledge is, here is a, a truth that you can understand and hold on to that you shouldn't be able to have on your own, is the way I would frame that. I, I would chalk in also the discernment as part of that. I mean, they could be two separate, but it goes along with that. It's just knowing things that you can, when well, you kind of alluded to that saying knowing things that you just otherwise shouldn't know. Mm-hmm. And I think we've all experienced that. It's that, that moment of, no, I can see through this and I know what this is. And I would also say this, as you were mentioning that we have to be careful again, when we look at the, somebody's list and we try to disqualify ourselves from certain things. And I think knowledge is one of them where sometimes some Christians will say, cause we want to stay in our weakness or immaturity where we say, well, I just haven't been gifted with the ability to know things. It's like, no, no, stop that. Like, that's not what we're talking about. Cause some people say, well, I, got, I can't articulate certain things. Like, no, that's not a, that's not a knowledge gift. Yeah. It's, this isn't about not digging in and learning and that's not that. It's what you said. It's right. like, it's something yeah. beyond ourselves that God allows us to see clearly and know, you know? Yeah. So sometimes I think we can, you know, the enemy wants us to use gifts to say, well, obviously I don't have that one. So it gets me off the hook to have to try sure. and, to learn and know. And and these exist on, on this like continuum, right? Wisdom and knowledge. I mean, they just flow right into yeah. each other. Yeah. And, and the next one too, from knowledge to faith. So yeah. what do you got there? So faith, simply faith to me is the, uh, uh, the ability, you just meet those people that, Man, it doesn't matter what's happening, what's going on. Like they are not shaken by it. They are the people that are constantly like, "It's this is possible." We're pushing forward. We're you know, faith to me. Whether you want to call it a spiritual gift, faith to me. I see the first thing I think of is Peter getting out of the boat, right? Like like I'm I'm walking on water. Mm-hmm. You know, to me that's a spiritual gift of, the, of somebody that's just like they are so empowered by the spirit of God that it, everything that's against them. This is this is for me, Jesus. You're gonna tell that mountain to move. 
That's a spiritual gift, right? It's the person that is so full of the spirit of God and the faith that Jesus had of what is possible and knowing that all things are possible and not trying to live in excuses or like trying to find reasons for things not to work. It's just, you know, and, and we need those people in the church yeah. because if you think about it, majority, well, and that's what I'm saying. <laughs> majority of people in the church, when you, especially when you think of something that's, you know, like you see, we can't do that. Mm-hmm. You need that person that's yeah. empowered by God to be like, no, you know, these, right. this is the Caleb and Joshua's mm-hmm. like, right. That's a yes. spiritual gift. The, yes, that's the, a perfect you know, example. we can't yeah. do this. Mm-hmm. And they're the ones that's like, no, God said we can, right. we're going to go do it. David and so, Goliath, right? Like, no. like, no, no reason at all to, to have confidence that this would work yeah. well for me, yeah. except faith. And, and see, and I will say this about the faith one, because as you kind of say, I want to be that person. Sometimes we might know people that have a lot str- like strong faith. Faith. This is, again, not their faith. This is supernaturally a faith given to them by God. So this isn't a matter of us just saying we should all desire God increase my faith. Right. But this isn't just strong faith. This is people empowered by the gifting of the Holy Spirit to have a faith that is not of them. This is beyond what we should all be striving for. So, yep. yeah. Right. So that's faith. Yeah, good deal. I think some of these we, we've kind of talked about already kind of in the conversation. Like healing is kind of self-explanatory, right? It's the gift to heal physical. Uh, could be emotional yeah. as well um, or mental health issues. But, but the gift to heal what has been broken by the fall in someone's body. Uh, and we see it mostly in scripture. We see it in terms of um, laying hands on and being healed from blindness, healed from uh, from physical disabilities, being able to walk. Uh, the woman who's been, you know, bleeding for a decade. Uh, you know, all of those times we see these, these miraculous healings. Um, and then in a way we see it too with the driving out of demons. Um, you could, you know, I don't know that, that Paul is, is saying that's the same gift, but I look at that as healing of sorts, right? Like, like the, the healing of, of, of spiritually. Um, so, so it needs to be said as we get into the, like starting here and moving on, this is something that was not talked about in the sermon because it just didn't fit. I don't know if you'll bring much of this up when you get to tongues, especially, but these start becoming the ones where you start having the, the discussion. Did they cease? Are they sure. still evident yeah. in the church? So, so there's two camps with that. So we'll actually talk yeah. about that this mm-hmm. this week okay. um, as we get into um, tongues specifically, but all of what we would call the sign gifts. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the reason they're called sign gifts, just you know, for, for background knowledge, um, is because as you read about them in, in the early church, they were part of the signs and wonders that, the apostles would perform that would kind of show people, Hey, their message is real, Mm -hmm. right? So you almost always saw the sign gifts accompanying, um, the, uh, spread of the gospel, right? So the preaching of the gospel. So you saw healings to validate the gospel. You saw, um, miraculous works that would validate the gospel, uh, the speaking in tongues that would validate the gospel. So that's why they're called sign gifts. And so we, we actually will touch on that um, this week um, cool. as we get then, into chapter 13. And then you're 13. planning to break down what speaking in tongues is like more deeply 
the next week after that. Yeah, right? so so that speaking in tongues has a has a real significant part in chapter fourteen. Right. So yeah. that's why David said, right, this is we're we're dealing with multiple chapters as mm-hmm. we get into mm-hmm. so we'll talk more about what tongues is. Perfect. That way people um, that know ahead of time that that's coming. Yeah, and, that's coming. Okay. You don't no no stress that we're avoiding it. We're not. We're just waiting until it is more prominent in the text. Sure. Um, but we'll talk about whether gifts have ceased mm-hmm. uh, because Paul addresses that in chapter thirteen when he says Right, like we do this in part, we know in part, we prophesy in part, we speak in in part um, until the perfect comes. And so, what does that mean? And when does the perfect come? And has it happened, or will it happen? And how do mm-hmm. we view it? And mm-hmm. all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, boy, there's yeah. just a lot to, to deal with. So, so David, we uh, we talked about like healing and miraculous powers, but what is this oh. distinguishing between spirits? Well, see, I'm gonna I'm gonna go back. Because I don't know how yours words it, but the way mine is, there's the gift of healing by to one spirit to another. That's, those are divided. And, and so, I, at least in my, I don't know how yours sure, is worded. Sure, sure. I ahead. just want to state, though, I mean, if that's, that's what I think is cool about spiritual gifts is um, I just want to distinguish it, not to lump it all together, because, you know, Jesus did a lot of miracles. And he was using his church. Who knows? I mean, that's what's amazing about this time is, and even however he's using the church uh, from that time in, in, in you know, uh, and you think about it, he water into wine and, you know, the different things that beyond healing Jesus did, you know, feeding of the 5,000 and those kind of things. And, um, and, and like I said in the sermon, gifts of the spirit are not, it's not the life of Jesus, it's the work of Jesus in us. So you think about the outpouring of the spirit in miraculous ways. I mean, what that? I just like how Paul refers it. He doesn't define it, but he's just like, listen, God can do whatever God wants to do, and yeah, He's going to use you however He wants to use you. And I know some and, of you have been trying to use your spiritual gift or miraculous powers to turn that glass of water into wine. <laughs> it's not going to work. It's for the edification of the church. Yeah. yeah. Good, point. Good point. Now I know why it hasn't worked. <laughs> um, but anyways, I just you know, with that being in there, so yeah. uh, you're so. How did you word yours? Because mine says to, then to another prophecy. Yeah, distinguish. Well, uh, yes, to another prophecy. I didn't know um, how yours was worded. Yeah, so that's, that's why. the okay. same, same wording. I couldn't remember how you. Um, so uh, prophecy is interesting because prophecy, the first thing that we think about is uh, the futuristic, you know, like I'm going to tell you what's going to happen or like right. the future stuff. Nostradamus kind of thing. Yes, like <laughs> we, we jump into even Revelation, right? Like that's that's what was that prophecy. Book like? The, why the world's going to 88 end in... reasons why the rapture will happen in 1988. Yeah. <laughs> and which the is, in, in case you want to know, it's out of print. <laughs> so there you, you go. had to update it to 89. <laughs> That's right. So, um, so ultimately prophecy, when you kind of think about this, is prophecy is a, a proclamation. The way I would understand it is prophecy is anytime God has a proclamation to make to a person and or a people. That is him speaking directly to them, right? So that's even when you look at the Old Testament. The Old Testament, the prophecies, they weren't necessarily all about this. This is, you know, future stuff. It was God saying, I am declaring this. Like, hey, nation of Moab, I'm declaring this. And because you have done this and because of this. And then he would get into like, this is going to happen. But a lot of prophecy is not this just futuristic you know, let me tell you what your future holds and fortune telling. It's a direct proclamation from God. 
Now, what's interesting about this is I actually, another pastor I know, as I was preparing for the sermon, I you know, asked him, um, let's talk, what's your attitude towards some of these things? And, and we fell dr- right on the same line with everything. And he actually told me, he said, uh, I've had a moment in my life where someone did a prophecy over my wife and I. And he said, I'll be, you know, I'm, he said, it's uncomfortable in the sense I'm still, they should be uncomfortable. This is not about us, right? But he said years ago when they got married, uh, a person came to them and said, I feel God's telling me to tell you this and told them, he said, four very specific things about their family. And he says, as of today, he's like, three of the four have all happened. But he says, you know, like, these were things that, this wasn't just like, hey, you're going to have a girl and she's going to be healthy or something like that. I mean, he said sure. these were you like, eat dinner tonight. these were not things that you should know. And <laughs> I, I say that also, my dad, uh, my dad actually went to Ukraine with a missionary. And when he came back, he told us the story. Now, at the time, I wasn't really serving Christ. My brother wasn't. My sister was, but you know, two out of the three of us weren't really. And my dad said in the middle of a meeting, a little old lady, like probably 70 years old, came up to him, grabbed him and started speaking in that language. He didn't understand what she was saying. And when the interpreter interpreted, she came to him and said, God told me to tell you all three of your children will serve, be serving Jesus someday. Just be all three. And then she said, all three of your children will be serving Jesus someday. Again, these are where prophecy is and at that God point, speaking. I've heard him tell that story. He hadn't told her. No, like hey, they knew I've nothing. got three kids. No, they knew nothing about right? like, so, This was traveling village to village. This wasn't, you know, like we had a conversation. This was... You know, so prophecy, like I said, it's either God maybe doing that. Let me tell you what's going to happen. But most of the time, it's a proclamation of God speaking directly to a person or a group, a <laughs> church, a nation, whatever. And but that that's why it's different. I, it, that's why it's different than preaching a sermon. Mm-hmm. Like you and I aren't engaging in prophecy when we prepare and deliver a sermon. No. Uh, it's something different. No. Um, you know, boy, I, I know the the time is slipping yeah, away here. Yeah, gotta wrap this up. But uh, like like the discerning between spirits, David is is because we'll talk about tongues. So how would you, how would you frame the discerning between spirits? Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of punt on this one in the sense of because again, it's another one that's kind of interesting. Uh, I'm gonna say there's confusion on for that one for me some. Um. Some of the spirit, basically what I think about this one is this is a spiritual warfare one to me in some cases, because, you know, Paul tells us test the spirits, right? There, there's, there's a spiritual thing. Um, there's, you're talking about a time where false prophets, yes. um, you're yeah. talking about demonic trying to, to cause division in the church of truth. And so that I feel like this is a spiritual, like, again, it kind of tied with discernment but kind of seeing past the deception of things, what is from God and from spiritual, the Holy spirit versus what is demonic and what is pulling away from truth and what is, um, you know, so just being able to distinguish that. Yeah. So that makes perfect sense, right? Cause you look at it in the things he's already said. Um, some, some people are given wisdom. Well, that means that I might have a wisdom that you don't have, mm-hmm. right? I may have a direction that you don't have. I could very easily come to you and say, hey, look, God, God's telling me go left instead of right. Well, you either can trust me or not, right? Or, you know, the knowledge that I wouldn't otherwise have or, you know, these things. And so the, the ability to discern, like, mm-hmm. is this person of God or is this person, mm-hmm. you know, 
Uh, and you hear else. that question asked even for, I hear people, so when we talk about some of the miraculous ones like tongues and stuff, I've had people ask recently in the last few months, this idea of, well, can't that be from Satan? You know, like this, like if you see this manifestation of like, I've had people ask, well, can't, you know, uh, an evil spirit be drawing you in this way? And I think that's the, that gift right there, because you see, even in Revelation, you see, and you go back all the way to Exodus, you see Satan copying what God does. Mm-hmm. And so this is a spiritual gift of being able to see past the deceptions because I think most people fall into deceptions, not purposely, but that's why it's a deception. This is the spiritual gift to see past that and the reality of what's behind it. I wonder if in our day, something that I think people assume they have more than I think maybe they actually have is this ability to discern between spirits. Because everybody wants to make every political decision or every... Devil's behind it. <laughs> they want to they make it this spiritual thing. And mm. I'm not saying it's not spiritual to some degree. But, mm. but I, I think people will, will flaunt this like, you know, <laughs> don't... You follow them, you're following Satan. You do this, you're, you're, you know, you're, you're sinning. And, it's, and we, we kind of want to elevate. So I think we, we like to flex this muscle like, oh no, we're discerning between spirits. When I think sometimes... We just are mm-hmm. staunchly wanting our way. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a conversation for a whole other podcast. But, mm-hmm. but I, as you were talking about, yeah. like that's that's part of. I, I think I people would claim that one more than they would claim any other one. And I would say that gift, just real quick, also is not not that it's still not there, but we have the Bible now. They didn't have scripture to uh, test yeah. things by sure. truth. So yeah. that that was a very important gift prophesy. of the Spirit. I was going to say I was going to say mm-hmm. preach, but maybe I want to say prophesy. <laughs> wisdom wisdom there wow it is. we're just full of the zingers today yeah. guys. that's right uh the last thing because malia's looking at her clock and she's uh, the last thing I, <laughs> so if you're still with us thank you i want to say <laughs> the last verse in in that chunk and david you made this point no go to 28 well i will in a second but i want to do this one do you want to talk about 28 Okay. Well, because those are the ones that are more normal sounding. All right. Helping and administrating. <laughs> oh, okay. I, like, I feel like I could maybe, maybe. <laughs> well, okay, but I just want to say this like, first. I feel like the other ones, yeah, no. She's been checking I, off every other one. Like, like, no. Why aren't we getting no, I just no. want to say this. Let's get to it. I just want to say this real quick. All of these are work of the one and the same spirit, and he distributes them to each one. As he, as he pleases, as he determines. And I, I do think there's this thing where, where we kind of think, like, I mean, I've been told I need to pray for certain gifts or that I need to ask people to pray for me to have certain gifts. And I read that. I'm like, no, the Holy Spirit gives as the Holy Spirit determines. I don't need to, to, to ask people to intervene to get me something different. Okay, anyway, Malia, go ahead. Um, so 28. What about it? Like, specifically helping and administrating. I just looked on my Bible app. And it's a, like other translations are, and everyone's laughing at me, helping others. And then administrating, it says like um, guidance is one version. I think the NLT says leadership. Does that sound right? Yeah. So, okay. Yeah, I, I, I think, again, when you talk Why are about, you laughing at me? I'm just like, answer. Like, come on, man. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I think, yes, if this makes you feel better, those are. <laughs> like, 
I mean, those feel those like are spiritual regular, gifts. Yeah, they're not sign gifts. Right. So they're not the ones that are listen, controversial. I'm not asking for jewels in my crown. I just no. want to be there. <laughs> oh, listen, <laughs> you've got jewels in your crown that you will lay at the Same feet with of Jesus. These. I'm not asking for sign gifts. I but just... but I think I think that's I think this is the thing, right? Those are gifts that we would typically think about that people don't wrestle with. Right? So cessationists, people that say sign gifts had stop, when they talk about spiritual gift, they're talking about these, administration, helping, leadership, those mm-hmm. things, hospitality. Mm-hmm. And I think those are all gifts, right? Um, those, are, those are things that supersede our uh, normal ability to do those things. But they feel less gifty. <laughs> Well, because not to me. No, I, I just I think for some people sure. they, they feel less gifty because they're not supernatural. Our ability to live in them and walk in them and do them exceptionally might be supernatural. Yeah, and I think God would will use these supernaturally yes. in ways like David was saying, like things that we wouldn't have necessarily done yeah. on our own. Well, and that's where I'm saying though. Yeah, you can. So taking you, you could say like you have a God given ability of administration and those kind of things like that's how he designed you yes which again it's a god-given thing but then in that right they're not in competition with each other but in that god might have moments where he's like she can't do it based on her talent so i'm gonna provide a spiritual moment right it doesn't mean you're living in that gift consistently 24 hours a day you're living in your god-given ability Mm -hmm. the Mm -hmm. gift is when god says there's you're not able to do this on your own for whatever that thing is, that moment in leadership or whatever. And God empowers us to then do it. That's where I think sometimes the confusion can come is like, you're living in your ability. Right. The gift is when God empowers to do the thing your ability can't do. Right. Mm-hmm. That That's how I would see uh-huh. it. Well, if that's the case, then I'm always living in my, my giftedness because I can't do anything. Like, like I am. I know that's how I feel too. So, so you and I are rocking it. We're in our spiritual gifts. When I can, when I can walk and chew bubble gum at the same time, I am living in my spiritual giftedness. Okay. Well, this has been very enlightening, guys. Shauna, do you have any closing words or thoughts? Um, so I think that the talent part, it's kind of what David was just saying. I, I think the talent part is that that's where, um, we live at every day. Right. And so there's things that I'm in situations that I probably have people put in my life because of certain talents that I have that maybe those people wouldn't be put in my life if I didn't have that talent. Um, and then the gift comes in when, because I put myself in that situation that the obedience of ministering to those people that are there, um, then that's when God pours out that gift and is like, okay, serve this person in this way is how I kind of look at it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's that's a great way to look at it. It's good. Yeah. All right. Well, this has been fun guys. <laughs> David looks mm-hmm. like he's had just so it's much like, I wasn't fun. even planning on talking today. Yeah, I know. <laughs> But it was fun. Yeah, it was fun. It was fun. <laughs> I kind of I wish we would have done the that. podcast before my sermon because even as I'm sitting here, like, oh, I should have said that. <laughs> yeah. No, because then your sermon would have been an hour. <laughs> That's why this is the B side. Yes. So we keep going. Oh, okay. So, so it's like two hours. Gotcha. <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening. <laughs>